Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, social media is the norm really in modern life these days but obviously it doesn't come without its downsides and according to legal experts addiction to social media is increasingly being used as grounds for divorce a UK study revealed obsessions with sites such as Facebook and Instagram have caused rows among one in four couples there uh, joining us to chat more about it uh, from our own perspective is family law solicitor Patricia O'Connor and solicitor Keith Walsh is here as well, a member of the Law Society of Ireland's Family and Child Law Committee and you are both very welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time this morning. Patricia, have you witnessed um, so far anyone citing social media as part of the grounds for a divorce here? Uh, Good morning, Joe. Um, I suppose I have to say that not solely the grounds and not citing them, to be honest. I mean, to, to apply for a divorce or to, to be successful for a divorce, what you have to prove is that you've been separated for three, two of the previous three years, there's no prospect of rec- reconciliation and that proper provision has been made. So you're not actually going to say in the proceedings, you know, this is the problem. Um, but it has, it, it does arise, it has arisen and it's it's certainly something that, that people are raising. You know, now maybe not so much oh, you spend all your time on Facebook and you're ignoring me. But, you know, flowing from that, people who have um, maybe traced old flames on Facebook and started or recommenced affairs with them, which has led to the breakup of a marriage. Um, I suppose that's where I would have seen it um, mainly. Yeah, and Keith, you know, this, the one I mentioned, is a UK study, isn't it? It is indeed. Um, I mean, I think it's 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 part of a greater, I suppose, lack of engagement uh, in in a couple's relationship where one of them turns to social media and becomes addicted to it. You see it quite often. I'm sure everyone has seen it in restaurants where you have couples who are out and they're not talking to each other. They're both engaged or even entire families uh, with their social media uh, rather than with the people who are who are physically present in the restaurant, which which is terrible. I mean, one of the ways I've seen it, the most common way I've seen social media come into divorces and separations in Dublin is where um, a partner, a new partner or a new uh, one-night stand texts inadvertently to uh, somebody who was ostensibly happily married and that's the way that the new, that the the partner, who the the wife or husband who wasn't aware of this fling finds out about it. Social media is incredibly good at at outing people by their own silliness in terms of the use of it. So I, I, I... have lost so what, they, they, the go, they go to the wrong social media account or something or no the person who's had the uh, affair will say the third party with the husband or the wife texts them to say thank you the next day it was a great <laughs> night and uh, I, 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 that is a huge cause of problems so I think social media what people don't realise is that your phone is no longer your personal property that spouses quite often keep an eye on the other one's uh, phone and social media in particular and there are no secrets with social media everything is kept and recorded I've had a number of cases where we spent quite a bit of time uh, digging back through social media to 
see what people were at or, or, or what they were doing. It's used hugely also in personal injury cases where people are claiming that they may may have injuries and social media photos on, on Facebook and other things are used to, to catch them out. So social media is used quite like the old diary might have been, a handwritten one where you, you take it out, you maybe put put it to people. But social media, is it's, I suppose what you forget is how incredibly invasive it is and how much information people put out into the public domain uh, in, in relation to it. And there is so much information on social media that we can't all process it. But I think it's a, it's a wider problem than just the addiction. I think it's also the recording of information, the retention of information, and particularly, I suppose, for children in, in cases as well, that they become aware of things via so- social media in relation to their own parents, which they normally would never find out about. But people seem to have a an unrestrained uh, ability to put any kind of personal information or facts about themselves, not just related to marriage breakdown, but other very personal things on social media, and they're out there for everybody to read, including children. So I think, remember that uh, family law cases, as Tricia knows as well, they're entirely in camera, so there's a whole... I suppose, a privacy element about family law cases, and you can't be putting them on social media. And, and, and social media and family law cases and divorce in particular are a very strange mix. Yes. But I, I do think social media, certainly the phenomenon of people being addicted to social media is increasing, and it, it, it's a problem. And it, it also is part of the deterioration in normal human relations and personal behaviour that we've seen. And I think probably the, the COVID-19 and the lockdown has exacerbated that, in that people mm-hmm. were trapped in their house they couldn't go out and meet people normally. So the whole social media use has increased. So I would expect that we'll see, Patricia myself probably in terms of the people coming in our doors to get separations and divorces in Limerick or in Dublin, will be hugely we'll see a much greater factor of the social media use because people have been accustomed to using it, you know. We're chatting to solicitors Keith Walsh and Patricia O'Connor about, well, it was a a UK study that revealed obsessions with sites such as Facebook and Instagram causing rows in 25% of couples and on occasion over there cited as part of the grounds for divorce. But um, Patricia, you make a great point earlier on there about how people can reconnect with old flames. You, you know, I mean, the reality is that uh, people can be living in um, other parts of the world and yet you still might have a sense of what they're doing in life because you're still friends on Facebook or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Or mutual friends or whatever. I mean, it's there's no problem at all finding out what anyone is doing now. There's, there's no privacy. And actually, just to go back to what Keith said there, I, I really do agree with him. There seems to be, and it, it, it amazes me constantly in cases, there really seems to be no filter. People just don't seem to have that awareness that whatever you post on social media is public. You know, um, I, I, and again, I'm older than Keith, so I don't know if they told him this in the Law Society, but one of the first things they would have told us was, never write anything in a letter that you wouldn't want a high court judge to see. And it's exactly the same thing with social media. That's an impossible standard. You go way out of that. You couldn't (laughs) That you wouldn't want a high court judge to see. You 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 wouldn't even put your name down in that circumstance. No, no, no. It's in the context of you've got a letter in from somebody, steam is coming out your ears and you want to reply to it. But think... (laughs) Think about the High Court judge looking at your reply. It's exactly the same thing with social media. Think. But particularly, Patricia, I'd agree with you where you're in the middle or you're considering, but when you're in a separation or divorce, anything you do publicly may be used against you 
particularly in a custody or access dispute or about money. So I think when you're going through a separation or divorce, I'm sure you tell your clients, and we all say it to people, is just be that little bit extra careful because, unfortunately, you are going to be, if you can't settle it, in most cases, settle. But if you can't settle your case, what you say on social media might be brought up because it's part of your overall kind of how you deal with, with people and, and your kids. So I, I just would caution people about social media when you're in the middle or you're about to start a separation or divorce. It isn't, I mean, it's not quite the High Court judge, uh, bit, Patricia, but you're not a million miles off in terms of when you're under the eye of the court, if you like. Because remember, this is the only time most people will have anything to do with the court is when you're getting separated and divorced. And while it is a no-fault divorce system that we have in Ireland, thank God, unlike England at the minute, um, there still are things that could be said or pointed at from social media. Judges are reluctant enough to get involved in it, but you have to be careful and you can't be putting up either stuff that breaches the in-camera rule or silly stuff about children or, again, what about images of children in terms of your own children and, and how much um, and, and when and what's appropriate in terms of photos and Facebook and, and when that should go up and new partners. There's a huge amount of flashpoints, unfortunately, in, in separation and divorce about social media. So I, I think you have to be careful and I, I do take Patricia's point on that. I think being careful about that, particularly where you're in a marriage breakdown situation, because everyone, children, adults, are that extra bit sensitive about what's being posted. Well, you know, it's so I, I do think that. that you should both say that. We're chatting to sisters Keith Walsh and Patricia O'Connor because a listener's been in touch with us WhatsApp 86 to say, Joe, social media and contents of posts or messages used as a massive weapon in court cases around separation, etc. Even things taken out of context. It's lethal. Don't write a thing down, says a listener who doesn't want to be named. Um, her husband went after her social media to use against her. So that just underlines the point that you make. But the only thing is, Patricia, of course, and we were talking about psychology in a different context in the last hour. We all know that feeling of phone separation that at a certain point maybe an hour an hour and a half and it can come out of nowhere apparently you suddenly feel uh where's my phone oh, wait, I, I need to check what's what's happening you know and it happens to all of us and and it, uh, it's become so much the norm that you're not even thinking beyond i just need to get on and find out where johnny is at the moment yeah i i agree with you and it it, it doesn't it's like there's a, a division between the phone world and the real world, if, if you know what I mean. Um, actually, one other point, and it's not really related to that, but it's something that, that struck me. I was talking to, or sitting in on a, a conference recently in relation to online, you know, remote virtual hearings and whatever, and there were some tribunal members on it, and they were making the point that since their tribunals had gone online, a lot of the formality has, has disappeared from, you know, the whole process. And I think it's probably the same with social media. You know, they were making the point... People shouting, you're on mute to judges. You're on mute, judge. <laughs> Not even so much you're on mute, but, but, but somebody gave the example in a particular tribunal that one of the appellants had lit up a cigarette. And, you know, that wouldn't happen in a tribunal yeah. hearing. It certainly yeah. wouldn't happen in a court hearing. So there, there, what I'm afraid of is that there is that disconnect between the reality of the situation and you know, how how dangerous it can actually be to your case. And that listener, the text or WhatsApp in is completely right. Why give your opponent or the other side, if it is going to be a contested case, why give them that? But, but the only problem with ammunition. that, I think, Patricia, is that people think if you're not on social media now, that you're weird. 
They think you're hiding something. They think there's something very odd about you. And I suppose for the vast majority of people, they feel that they need to be and they don't probably see the harm of uh, a picture with, you know, whoever from work until it becomes a question mark in a court case. Yeah, could, could I, I say, when, when sorry, change. Sorry, Keith, go on. No, I was just going to say, I suppose one of the concerns I'd have uh, of any addiction is that the amount of time spent by the spouse on it means the time isn't being spent with the children or with the other spouse. So it can also lead to neglect and you can have people sitting in the same room but no interaction. And I suppose that would be another concern in terms of social addiction, mm. social media addiction. So that before if you're spending all your time into the on, equation at all, you mean, like, to, to this is well, something... Well, there's no interaction the with the children yeah. or yeah. they're not being brought up or they're being neglected in a very real sense. And, and you know, you can be physically present but not there. So the children are running riot or watching telly or on their own social media. And I suppose that's a genuine cause of concern where you have people who become more obsessed with themselves uh, rather than with the family unit and who kind of remove themselves and that I mean Patricia probably agree but most people and most marriages break down not because of affairs or third parties or what they're doing on social media but because of a lack of interest that, that, that kind of emerges over time. I mean, we've had a huge issue with COVID and people who have been forced to spend time together and not spending time together and realising that things are over. And I think COVID has brought out a huge amount of marriage breakdowns. Right, that's Unfortunately, interesting. So you think there'll be an increase know, in the divorce rate as a result? I've seen a huge num- increase in Dublin in particular in terms of the numbers of people. I think we're seeing it for a number of reasons. One is the people who maybe thought they could keep going who can't, and they were marriages that might have been in a bit of difficulty. Then you have the marriages that were definitely in difficulty, but maybe people weren't going to do anything for another year or two. So all of those groups of people are doing it now, or have come come certainly to me and to loads of other family law solicitors in the last six months to year. And then you have the other people who just, the pressure has really meant that a marriage that might have been viable because of COVID and probably work pressures and social pressures and, and other pressures and, and maybe being either working together at home with their spouse or, 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 or estranged in some way because of COVID have meant that a marriage that might have succeeded and given another year or two it might have recovered, they're simply not recovering. So I think I think that that last cohort of people where the COVID is mainly responsible is, is smaller. I don't think COVID on its own has done it, but it's like any situation. If you apply a huge amount of pressure, which COVID has done for all of us, and I think everybody has, has in some way felt a little bit anxious or, or concerned or stressed by some element in the last year, and it's, it's completely changed how we work and how we interact with people in the short term, hopefully, and maybe also in the long term. But if you add all that pressure to a marriage or to a relationship or to a job or to whatever that wasn't maybe as, as good as it should have been, well, some of them can, can no. break up and it's causing huge issues. So I, th- I, I would see COVID as a much greater problem okay. than social media, Patricia, I, I, in my view. You know. uh, locally in Limerick, I mean, do you agree with what Keith is seeing in Dublin when it comes to potentially an increase in the divorce rate? I, I do. I think maybe... Uh, I think people are still a bit anxious about what way they're going to go. I've had a lot of people inquiring, and you know what what should they do? What what would be what you know what would we advise or whatever? What are their rights? What are their options? Um, I think there's a lot of people that are still waiting to see what happens. But yes, yeah, certainly I would agree with Kate that that COVID has put a huge strain on on relationships and people being thrown together for you know twenty four seven. You know, obviously, while technology was great for tech, or for you know, for remote working and for schooling and whatever, 
during COVID, it's not so great in the whole context of COVID as well, when you have the whole thing of, you know, getting in touch with other people, online affairs, that sort of thing. So it's a huge, big melting pot there from that. Okay. Very, very interesting this morning when we started on social media, but we delved into a lot more, including the potential for an increased divorce rate uh, as a result of COVID uh, in Limerick and around the country. Thank you both very much for joining us. Patricia O'Connor, family law solicitor here in Limerick, and Keith Walsh, a senior counsel in family law, and he's on the Family and Child Law Committee with the Law Society. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.